The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday, the 10th Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Genesis chapter 18, verses 20 to 32, where the Lord inspired Moses to write. Then the Lord said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sins so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. The men turned away and went toward Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of the earth do right? The Lord said, If I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham spoke up again. Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of the righteous is five less than 50? Will you destroy the whole city because of five people? If I find 45 there, he said, I will not destroy it. Once again, he spoke to him. What if only 40 are found there? He said, for the sake of 40, I will not do it. Then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if only 30 can be found there? He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abraham said, now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 can be found there? He said, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Then he said, May the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just once more. What if only ten can be found there? He answered, For the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. My dear friends in Christ, Abraham had gotten that good news about him and Sarah finally having that long-awaited child, but then God told Abraham about the coming destruction that the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah faced, how they would be destroyed for their wickedness, for their immorality. But then we see Abraham expressing his faith and his concern for the lost expressing his faith in our gracious, loving, forgiving God as he expressed, presented his request to the Lord humbly, yet boldly as a child of God. He asked God if he would spare the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah for the sake of 50 righteous people. Well, the Lord said to him, if I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole city for their sake. But as we know, Abraham didn't stop there. He presented his request to God 
and he expressed his faith and kept on expressing his faith and kept on presenting his request to God. And, and he said, well, what about 45 and 40 and 30 and 20 and finally 10? And, and God responded to that request, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. And why did Abraham stop at 10? Perhaps he stopped at 10 because he figured if the city of Sodom and Gomorrah only had as righteous or believing people in the city, just Lot and his family. Think of Lot and his wife, two daughters. But if that was all that was there, perhaps he was saying, well, maybe those cities shouldn't be spared. That he wasn't going to just say for the sake of his family, the cities should be spared. However, let's remember that as Abraham was praying here, what he was praying for is for, for all people of those cities. And even those people that had that wicked and right wicked and immoral reputation in our prayers. Well, what we need to remember to do is also to pray for, for all people, for all people and not just for ourselves and pray for those who are lost, those who are headed down wicked and immoral ways. And, and understand, of course, that that's where Satan wants to try to lead us as well. So we need to keep praying for those who are stuck in their wicked and immoral ways. And now see, when Abraham looked at those cities, he looked at those people and he saw them in their wicked and their immoral ways and he didn't want all of those people killed while they were rejecting God's grace because he knew what the result would be if they died rejecting God's grace. He wanted them to have continued opportunities to repent of their sin. And we'll want to feel that same way about anyone who would deliberately sin against our God. We wouldn't want them to die when they're rejecting God, when they're stuck in unbelief because we know what the result of that would be. Now, what we should always do is, uh, Abraham hated the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah, and we should hate the wickedness and the immorality and the rebellion against God that's in our world. But we'll also always want to be concerned about the souls of all those people who are rejecting God. We'll want to be just as concerned about their souls as Abraham was concerned about those souls in Sodom and Gomorrah who were rejecting God. Even though God did end up destroying the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, yet our reading, what it does do is it reveals to us why God doesn't destroy our wicked world today. And, and well, God destroyed the world in the flood. He destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Our world is primed for the picking today when you think about it because of the wickedness and rebellion that's in our world today and that likes to spring up in our very own hearts as well. Remember that. But now our world today, sometimes people describe it as one big Sodom and Gomorrah. 
God continues to let our world exist because there are believers in our world and because there are also more souls that the Lord wants to reach with the message of his grace and love. God in his grace and mercy lets this world exist so that more people can know about his grace and love and may enter into his eternal kingdom. Oh, in our prayers at times, we may be guilty of presenting our request to God, but then wondering it was, if it was even worthwhile for us to put those requests before God in the first place because we maybe even figure that God won't possibly give us what we've been asking for. Oh, perhaps there may be times when we may not even pray for certain things because we may be afraid to pay for them because pray for them because we may feel we'll just be disappointed because God won't end up giving them to us. Let's remember that what God can do is God can do far more for us than what we'd ever ask or imagine of him. And well, the, the apostle Paul says, God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. And, and the fact of the matter is, of course, he hears and he answers our prayers. And oftentimes his answers ultimately end up being so much more, so much better than what we were ever asking for in the first place. So present your requests to the Lord. Ask him, oh, ask for the mountains, ask for the hills. Uh, what I mean by that is, Ask him to get rid of COVID. Ask him to get rid of the war in Ukraine yesterday. Ask him to heal all your diseases. Pray boldly. Put, present your request to God like, like Abraham was ready to present his request to God. Pray to him. End all strife and conflict. End all disease. You know, pray those things. And trust in the Lord to hear and answer giving us something always better than what we could have ever imagined. Always pray, always present your request to God because he is always going to hear and answer the prayers of his believing children, often in ways that are, that are better than we could have ever imagined. And that's because he's our gracious, loving Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we live in a world that is filled with sin and rebellion against you. We believers also still have a sinful nature which wants us to sin and rebel against you. Please give us a concern for the lost, Give us a desire to fight against the sin that's in our lives and help us in all our efforts to share the message of your grace and love so the Holy Spirit can reach the lost and bring them into your believing family. Help us always to express our faith in you, our gracious, loving, and forgiving God, and to present our request to you and trust in you to hear and answer our prayers in the way that's best for our eternal souls. We pray in Jesus' name.
Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.